Blog Talk Radio. to be able to 
feel safe or feel relaxed or feel okay, you know, like everything's all right in the world. Incidentally, the the word world in the Greek is cosmos, and it means primary orderly arrangement. Now, most everybody had a prescription from their doctor for sleeping pills, Xanax, or some other kind of antidepressant. And I have really been surprised to find out how many of my senior acquaintances take antidepressants every day right now. In fact, my doctor offered the prescription to me. I asked the pharmacist about it, and she said it takes about three months to begin to work, that it's actually a gene altering drug. I said, no, thank you. I do believe we are going through an acceleration of our genetic codes right now, but I want it done by spirit, not some chemical drug with side effects. Well, just a quick aside here, I'm experimenting with eating the petals of flowers, which bloom at certain times during the year. I would rather do this than take drugs. And right now in California, the camellia bushes are bursting with blooms. And there's just a huge bush on the path I take to go to my car. So as I walk past the bush, I ask it which one of the blooms is for me. And one of them nods to me, and I'm not kidding. The other day it was one that had already fallen to the ground, and it finally jumped to get my attention as I was you know, searching for it on the bush. Well, anyway, I tell the petals to go into my body and fix that part that needs the most help and to use their superior knowledge to fix it. Because, you know, the plant kingdom is a lot older than we are. They don't get cancer or the common cold or flu. During flu season, I don't get a flu shot. I eat rose petals. And I just finished reading a book called The Age of Wonder by Richard Holmes who documents the experiments of of the botanist Joseph Banks, who sailed with the famous explorer for England, James Cook, and Banks cured himself and the crew of scurvy in one week using concentrated lemon juice, using the whole lemon, including the leaves. Well, let me get back to my story here. I think my proposal to strive for the ultimate human experience with the feminine and the masculine working together, loving and being loved, no specific male or female roles, just both being the mother and the father, both being the leader and the follower, both being the teacher and the student, both being the initiator and the receiver, both being the speaker and the hearer, the lover and the loved. I think this is a lot better aim for what life could be like in 40 years. (laughs) But how to get to this ultimate human experience, of course, is the question. And to just settle for a paycheck to evaluate a woman is just perpetuating the ancient idea of the father selling his daughter to the highest bidder without the woman having anything to say about it, and the man is still in charge. I ended my last show with a definition of consummate. Now, as an action verb, 
to consummate a marriage, the bride and groom had to have sexual intercourse. And even bodyguards were placed at the, at the place of the consummation, and the bloody sheets were hung on the line the next day to show that the bride was a virgin, and the hymen, which partially covers the entrance to the vagina, had been penetrated. Because before DNA text testing, virginity was really important because if the bride was a virgin, then any offspring would be that man's for legal and inheritance purposes. Also in the old days, a husband was a householder. That's what the word husband means, householder. The man was to have already gotten a home and for the woman and eventually for his children. And the very act of the man taking the woman into his home was the outward sign to the witnesses that they were now married. Well, today with DNA testing, anybody can have sex with anybody and everybody, and we can still tell whose child belongs to whom for child support and inheritance purposes. And (laughs) a man doesn't have to have a home or anything else, you know, like a job (laughs) or some inheritance. Only only needs to have working male parts to have sex. Boy, we've come a long way. Or have we? Well, consummate as a noun is the ultimate and highest standard of value about anything. The consummate person or place or thing is the supreme. The utter, complete, and perfect example of that person, place, or thing. Consummate means accomplished, absolute, exemplary, faultless, showing a high degree of skill and mastery. So a consummate husband would be a man who is the best representation of his species in spirit, soul, and body. He would be loyal and trustworthy man of his word he would be trained and educated in his field of endeavor so that he would be successful could own property especially and of course of course a home so he could invite a woman to share his life and marriage and move into his home and have his children well what would a consummate woman be this would be the divine spiritual woman Well, first of all, this woman would have needed to have had a mother who would have helped her develop her own self-esteem and have already established her own personal value of herself. We don't look outside of ourselves for our personal value. And this woman would also know there is no material value that could be put on who she is. She's already learned from her mother that she is to be the queen of the kingdom that she and the man will create together. She will be the ultimate consummate authority of the man's home. She would be the ultimate and consummate comforter, caregiver, and encourager of the man, whispering her deep wisdoms into his heart and mind, 
and she would be the consummate mother of his children. So she would set her sights on a man who represents the best pick of all the men available. She would never settle for less because she knows her value. She would seek a man of a good background. You know, the Chinese investigate to the fifth generation back. (laughs) They're looking for physical weaknesses, uh, hereditary diseases, um, insanity, uh, criminal behavior. They won't take anybody with, with those kinds of backgrounds. This woman would want a man who is stable and and successful. So her home will be safe and secure from predators and the dark powers. And then while she is maturing and getting ready for marriage, she pursues training and or education in a field of her interest. Because somewhere along her path, her intended potential husband is going to show up. Well, the problem with this proposed scenario is that the history of the United States includes Christianity. And it's Christianity as it's been passed down to us by the Nicene Councils, along with its patriarchal systems of, first of all, the popes and priests, and eventually after Martin Luther separated Christians from Catholics, the bishops and archbishops of the Church of England, and eventually ministers and pastors, all of whom are men. There were no women at the Nicene Councils. There were a lot of councils, which finally found agreement, uh, and was and was this agreement was decre- uh, declared in the Nicene Creed. But at this time in our life, we need to have a new creed because the Nicene Creed, which is also called the Apostles' Creed, is so out of date. Remember, our country was established by white men from the Church of England. Now, they had already been separated from the Catholic Church, but they were very much connected to the Church of England and the Nicene Creed. They did want to separate church and state, so the First Amendment to the Constitution expressly states freedom of religion, setting up separation of church and state, but these men believed in God. They prayed. They brought all of their English Victorian ideas with them regarding marriage and sex, inheritance and property rights, and their male patriarchal system of the men running things. In our history books, there's no pictures of any woman in any type of leadership. We didn't even have the vote. And ladies, you just have to continue to remember that before the Church of England was the Catholic Church and before the Catholic Church, you had a group of Jewish men following Jesus around in the Middle East. So, ladies, if you want to win this battle, you're going to have to fight the real enemy, and it is not the state. It is the church that began in the culture of the Middle East. 
So I just invite you to tune in next time to find out how to fight this mythical system that has bound and gagged us. <laughs>